0: What is up? This is Take It or Leave It. As always, so stoked to have you here today. Thanks for hanging, whether it's for one minute, two minutes, five minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making us part of your day. We've got a lot of NBA to talk about. And then we're going to go into some Game of Thrones recap. We're going to do some Twitter certified at the end. You know what? Scratch that. We're going to go NBA playoffs into Twitter certified so that way anybody who doesn't watch Game of Thrones can see themselves out of the podcast and we'll end with Game of Thrones so that anybody who needs to skip over Game of Thrones won't be skipping it or just not listening to Twitter certified. You can hear Twitter certified. We'll go to Game of Thrones last and that'll be a little bit more of a clean sweep. So let's get to it starting in the NBA. So, if you've been listening the past few weeks, you will know by by now that I have been well, let me do the math real quick. if you if you make certain predictions and every prediction is wrong, what percentage are you like correct? Oh, zero percent. So I've been wrong everywhere in the NBA and it's a wild playoff race. And because of it being wild, I've just been wrong. i've I've, I've picked a couple upsets, I've picked a couple higher seeds and, and favored teams to win and I I've, I've just I can't I can't catch a break here so we're going to start with the Raptors and the Sixers um, I did choose the Sixers in this series I thought that would I don't remember I'm, I'm not going to go back and look at exactly what my picks were but I, I believe it was Sixers and Six yeah it was Sixers and Six And, uh, well, that can't happen clearly because the Raptors are up three to two. So the only way for the Sixers to win would be to win in seven. And I'm not so sure that's going to happen because Joel Embiid is hurt again. He's banged up again. The morale on this team is horrible. Joel Embiid Embiid looks totally out of it. Just like, like he doesn't even want to be there. The other players are not playing well. Obviously, uh, Jimmy Butler's kind of pulling his weight, uh, as we've seen, however, Ben Simmons, of course, again, still offensive liability. So he's not doing much. And then the Raptors are doing the opposite of what I said. And I said, if they were to win the series, Kawhi would have to carry them. And he is. Don't get me wrong. He is. He's playing fantastic basketball. But so is Mark Gasol, Kyle Lowry, and Pascal Siakam is balling. He is playing so well. For the Raptors, really helping Kawhi out. I mean, so it, it went from this series looking like the Sixers just had too much firepower to the Sixers can't get it together. They don't mesh well together, in which I did say this. I did say they look awkward together. They haven't found their groove as a team, their chemistry, but I just still thought they had too much talent that, that I didn't think it would matter. I think they would beat the Raptors in six and be done with it. That's not how it look. It's looking like the Raptors will probably—now, this game will go back, uh, game six— Will be in Philly, so it'll be a little harder for the Raptors. Philly plays better at home, but the Raptors could end this in Philly. It could be over in six for the Raptors. Uh, who knows, though? We might see a game seven. That'd be exciting. It's It's been a really good series thus far. Uh, I just don't like the demeanor of of Joel Embiid, and I think it's flooding into the rest of the Sixers. I, I don't think they they just don't look ready for the playoffs. They don't look like they even want to be here at this point it looks like they expected to come in and just kind of go 4 1 4 2 and now that they're in this this predicament with Joel Embiid not being 100% they just they, it doesn't look like they're going to bounce back. So I don't have much faith that the Sixers will pull this off, but we'll see. It, it's going to be a it's going to be a whoever wins is going to have to grind for it. That's for sure. So, we'll see game 6. Let's go over to the Nuggets and the Blazers. This one's going back to Portland. Again, I thought the Blazers I think I said this one Blazers in 7. I might have said Blazers in 6 here. Again, wrong. The Nuggets are up 3-2. The Blazers have not been playing well outside of, uh, well, McCollum had a really good game, uh, game 5, or no, no, I'm sorry, game 4, I believe. I think that was the five overtime, 4 overtime game that he dropped almost 50. But then he comes out the other night and can't even break 15, so he's been hot and cold. Um, Lillard is the really the only... Consistent one on this team right now, only one keeping them viable. If they could all play up to Lillard's standards every night, they'd be fine. They would have probably swept the Nuggets, but no. Um, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray have been the two that have stepped up. They've looked fantastic. They've looked like the best duo in this series, and if you said that beforehand, that Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, the Joker, if you said those were going to be the best like that was going to be the best duo in this series, I would have laughed at you because CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are just fantastic together. But uh Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic have really stole the show here. This game could end in game 6. They've been playing lights out, really good basketball. Second to none in this series. Again, Lillard needs help. I think McCullum's going to bounce back in Portland. I think they're going to have a really good game 6. I think this will go 7. I, I past that I'm not 100% sure. I think the Nuggets could win this series, but it'll be a nail-biter. Again, another great series. We will see what Game 6 holds for us. Let's jump over to the Bucs and Celtics. I was really wrong in this when I said Celtics in 7 and Bucks 1 and 5. I've been converted of my with my belief of the Bucks. I did not think they were what all the hype said about them. I know they had the league's best record in the regular season. We all know what regular seasons are good for in this league. I've heard nothing but you know Giannis for MVP, and I said nope, can't shoot. He's a great player, top five or six in the league, but he can't shoot, so he's not going to be the best. He can't, he's not the best player in the league. He's playing like a very good. But I still don't believe him to be the best player in the league. In my opinion, the two best players in the league are KD and Kawhi Leonard right now. Both can play both ways, both can shoot, both can go to the bucket. Can't really guard either of them, and they can guard. Most anybody in the league, whereas that's not Giannis. Giannis is one of the best defenders in the league. Maybe because of his wingspan, his athleticism, he might be the best defender in the league. And he's great on offense, but he's got a glaring weakness, and he he really can't shoot the three well. He can shoot it, eh, okay, low 30s, mid 30s, uh, as far as percentage goes. But he's not an elite shooter, and that's going to hold him back from ever being the best player in the league, unless he can develop a shot, which he's young. He might be able to. Right now, I don't believe him to be the best player in the league, but he is making a great argument for top 3 the way he's been playing right now. 28.4 points per game in this series, 11 rebounds per game this series, 5 over 5 assists per game this series, uh over a block and a half per game this series and an average plus minus of plus 8, which is just fantastic. I mean, he really started poorly. He he came out, I believe it was game 1 that they lost. He had like a minus 24 plus minus and then he goes and does that he he goes and and finishes he goes and averages that's with the minus 24 he averaged plus eight uh, in this series so really great series for him Kyrie is the opposite he was a plus 20 in game one and after that goes minus 57 in the last four games that's minus 11.4 per game games two through five Hayward, no different, plus 11 in Game 1, and then minus 54 in Games 2 through 5. That's averaging minus 10.8. The whole team did not play well. They just played putrid in Games 2 through 5. Clearly not what we expected. A lot of people had these guys being the favorite in the East to win or to go to the finals at least and maybe being the best matchup for the Warriors. Wow. Wow. I'm starting to think Milwaukee might be the best matchup for the Warriors because they play real defense. They grind on defense and what do the Warriors do? Offense, offense. Now they've got great defense as well. However, how do you stop a great offense? You got to have a great defense if you if you want to even slow it down. Warriors are offense, offense, offense. This Bucks team plays real defense. It might be a very interesting game if we get Bucks first Warriors. In the finals, and I'm kind of rooting for that at this point. It, it, that would be a really great series to watch. So um, keep your eyes on that. Giannis is a freak, man. That's why they call him the Greek freak. He is absolutely scary playing. He looks like I heard someone compare it, and, and they're absolutely right. It looks like you're watching a kid that just hit puberty before everybody else. And they're like, you know, you got these kids in junior high that are that are six foot already, and these other kids are like five foot two, five foot three. And they're just just balling on these other kids. That's what it looks like. It looks like he's playing with kids that have not grown to his level yet. Like he's he's hit puberty way before them. I mean, he's a man amongst boys right now, and he's he's just playing fantastic basketball. And he won't. Well, Kawhi would be a good matchup for him, and we'll see what happens there uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that could be our matchup. But other than that, he's not going to get a good matchup unless he sees KD, and that's if KD's healthy. We'll talk about that a little later. Moving over, well, we'll talk about that right now. Warriors and Rockets. The Warriors are up three-two. I did say they might sweep, and if they didn't sweep, they'd probably go four-one. Again, wrong. Uh, they might go four-two, but we'll see. Because this is going back to Houston, where the Warriors have not played. They haven't played much different in Houston, but the war the the Rockets have played better in Houston, like visibly better in Houston. Um, they Houston's a very good home team. The Warriors aren't a bad away team, though. So we'll see what happens with that with that little storyline. Uh, but KD is injured. This is huge. He's injured and he's out for the rest of the series. That's it. They are not reevaluating him until next week. So let's look at this. They played last night. They will play tomorrow, and then they will play again on Sunday if necessary. If the Rockets can win tomorrow. So, no matter what, KD's done with this series. He's out. So, it's over for the Warriors, right? It's done. The Rockets are winning the series. It's out. Whoa, hold up. Since Kevin Durant, and I'm not saying that the Warriors are better without Kevin Durant. That'd be silly. That'd be asinine. He's the greatest player in the world right now. Take him away from a team that team's not better in the long run. However... This could be okay for now, especially in this series. because And I'm not saying, again, I'd rather, if I was the Warriors, I'd rather have KD in the series. But not having him is not the worst thing to happen. And we saw it when he went down in the game last night. They played fine. It just forced them to move a little bit more. It forced them to have more ball movement. It forced them to cut more. It forced them to have more off-ball plays. And they were fine. They won the game. And I think they will win tomorrow without KD. I think Steph, because when KD has the ball, he's not as quick as Steph. He's fast, he's got those long strides, but Steph is quick. He runs around everywhere whether he's got the ball or not. So James Harden is chasing him everywhere. Chris Paul, chasing him everywhere. By the end of the game, they're beat. So even the shots they're putting up are not great shots because they're worn out. Okay, and then on top of that, who would you rather have shooting the ball? KD, who's a great shooter. Would you rather be guarding KD, who's a great shooter, can shoot anything, any shot's a, fine, a good shot for him, or the greatest shooter of all time? You'd rather, you'd take your chances with KD. As crazy as that sounds, you'd take your chances with KD going to the hole, shooting mid range jumpers, and shooting a few threes, then Steph throwing up 15 threes on the night and hitting 11. <laughs> you know, I mean, not saying it's going to happen, but it's happened before. If he goes out there and hits, Seven, eight, 3s threes. You'd you'd rather him hit his normal four or five, and yeah, okay, you get the point. Now I know this is taking away twenty five plus points that they need to make up somewhere. That that's what Katie having him out of the game. It does. They've got to make those points up somewhere. But if anybody can do it, it's, it's the Warriors. They've got they're so deep. They've got great players. Iggy's been playing like he's five years younger. Iggy looks fantastic. Steph is coming into and once KD went out, he took his role on as as the guy. He, he played well. Clay is grinding. Draymond Green looks good. I think they've got it. I think they're going to win this game. And I don't think the KD injury is not going to be the worst. They'll be happy to get him back. Again, they will be happy to. It's going to be great when they get him back. They are better with KD. But I don't know that it dooms them in the series not having KD. I think they're going to be fine. That is our recap. Did we skip? Did we? Yeah, we went through everybody. Awesome. All four series. Okay. Uh, NBA playoffs look great. They've been entertaining. They've been, like I said, wild. I Every single prediction I made in this playoffs has been wrong, and I don't think it's because I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I know sports, and I'm usually pretty good. I mean, better at football, but pretty good with basketball. And I've just, I think it's a, I think the NBA, I think, lebron moving from the east to the west just made the nba more competitive and and i'm not saying it's it's like thanks to lebron whatever I, i'm not trying to kiss his butt or nothing but it's it really has because if we wouldn't be having this conversation in the east of who's going to win it who's going to go to the eastern Conference, it'd be lebron against somebody and lebron would win it that's it i I mean it's just how it is him moving i mean the east is highly competitive now and uh it looks interesting and and in Giannis, of course, coming to his own, so you never know. If LeBron was in the East, maybe Giannis would give him a run for his money, but I don't think so. So that's the NBA playoffs. Can't wait to see the outcome. Enjoy. All right. Like I said, we are not going to do Game of Thrones recap until after Twitter certified. So let's jump in to Twitter certified. So that after this, any of you who don't watch Game of Thrones can skedaddle. So I pulled a Oh, wait. We got to do it. Twitter certified. Tweet, 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 tweet. So stupid. I got to find some something. Some type of noise or song to go with this. because Every time I. <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. Tweet, tweet. I mean, obviously, I don't have to do it. But I just think it's funny. All right. So number one for Twitter certified. Uh, Milwaukee fans ripping. Paul Pierce, that that was the headline, and it's because Paul Pierce, after game one, said, yeah, I think it's over for Milwaukee, um, and I don't believe he predicted a sweep, but he was close. I think I'm pretty sure he predicted a 4-1. He, he just basically said they can't win this series. It just looked, I mean, it did, after game one, and that wasn't the reason I picked the Celtics. I just thought the Celtics were a better team, and then after seeing that blowout in game one, I thought, you know what, they, they might be much better than this team. And I was wrong, but <laughs> Paul Pierce, I mean, at least I called a seven-game series. I knew it would be close. Well, I thought it would be close. It wasn't close. The opposite. Milwaukee won, but Paul Pierce just thought it wouldn't even be close. He said Milwaukee's done. Celtics are moving on, and they did not win a game after he said that. So maybe he, maybe the Drake curse has moved over to Paul Pierce. Congrats, Paul. Good, good call. All right, number two, and you know how we do. We go sports. Kind of pop culture sports, pop culture back and forth. So pop culture, Fortnite season nine. I'm super stoked. Dropped today. Looks fun. Um, not sure about it. I haven't played it yet, obviously, but it's all futuristic. It's supposed to be taking place in the future. The little intro video is hilarious. I do love it. It's uh, it's funny. It's the banana skin goes in with the typical, you know, Tifu or or, you know, no skin, skin, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, and they basically locked in a, in a, I don't know what you want to call it, like a bunker and there's no food and yeah. So the banana went bye-bye. So pretty funny. Uh, I'm excited to play it. They took away pump shotguns. Don't know how I love that. Actually, I don't think I do, especially seeing all the feedback on the new shotguns they replaced them with and everybody hates them so far, so I don't know. It looks really fun. Excited to play it, of course, because it's it's a fantastic game. It's really fun to play, but um, we'll find out. It looks good. All right. Next up, Kyrie uh, sucked in last four games as a Celtic, and that's not my words. That's just what it said. That was the Twitter headline, and he really did, man. He shot 30% from the field, 19% from three in his last four games, and that's how it's. And you realize what what it said. It said Kyrie sucked in the last four games as a Celtic. They weren't, there. are they're, it's done. Like it's seems to be pretty common knowledge. Like I think if Kyrie came out and signed another contract contract with the Celtics, it'd be appalling because it's kind of common knowledge in the NBA. They're all saying he's done. He's gone. He's out of there. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But, but I think he's gone. I, I, I lean towards the Knicks for him. I wouldn't mind seeing him and LeBron team back up though with the Lakers. And then maybe if they can grab a, uh, clay thompson or something i mean that would be such a good team such a good could you imagine great ball handle that can shoot lebron james arguably the greatest player of all time and just greatest one of the greatest facilitators of all time and uh and then one of the the second best shooter of all time in clay thompson um what a what a big three that'd be so cool uh, Starbucks. Okay, this is number four. Starbucks mug removed from Game of Thrones episode four. So that was the big thing this week is Game of Thrones episode four. They forgot to move a Starbucks. Uh, and I, I called it a mug. That's the wrong word. Um, it didn't say mug. It said Starbucks cup was the Twitter headline removed from Game of Thrones episode four. They forgot to move who, I don't know who, Khaleesi, John, someone left their Starbucks cup. And it was in the scene, and apparently they removed it, so you won't be able to see it anymore. Um, unfortunately, I think that I think it's funny. I think they should have just left it, but I mean, it's too late. We already know about it, and we've got pictures of it, so it's not like you're gonna remove it from history. But whatever, I, I thought it was funny. I never caught it in the episode. It was until the next day that I saw it, and that was great. And then, so this led to more, you know, joking around. I guess in previous seasons they've made mistakes like that. There was one season where Jamie is supposed to have already lost his hand, and he's he's not only has both hands, they didn't make him wear his fake hand. But in his hand that's supposed to be his fake hand, he's trying to cover it up with his real hand. And uh, he's holding a coffee, like an actual glass coffee mug with coffee in it. So that was pretty funny. But I don't, know, I don't know, little stuff like that. We all y'all know it's a fake show. It's just a TV show. These are actors. We know they're actors. So I think it was kind of funny that it was there. But they removed it. It's over. No more, no more magic cup in Game of Thrones. Number five, Lakers fans planning a protest outside of Staples Center. They should. This season was a catastrophe. The Lakers are the they are what the Browns were, and I'd say were. I'm not 100% sure the Browns are back yet as like a good team or, or if they're back from that dumpster fire that they were, but they seem to be. But I will say that the Lakers look like what the Browns were the past 10 years. They are just a dumpster fire. They, you know, get this the, the greatest free agent signing of all time. They get LeBron James at the end of his prime still in his prime okay he's still playing phenomenal basketball but yes he's at the end of his prime he'll be on his way out in a few years and what do they do they surround him with a bunch of misfits that don't make sense like if you're going to st- surround him with misfits surround him with shooting misfits they didn't they get Lance Stevenson they get Rajon Rondo they get JaVel McGee it just didn't make sense they wasted a bunch of money in this and now their whole organization falling apart. They can't even get Ty Lu signed because they can't agree on that as, as a coaching hire. So word down the street is LeBron James and Rich Paul, his agent and best friend have kept out of it. They're not running things like they were with the heat and the, and the calves. They've just kept their noses out of it and they're letting them kind of do what they want. And I'm not saying that's why it's a dumpster fire, but um, they just can't seem to get it together. I don't think they will next year either. Again, the only thing that can keep this thing together and keep it, from being a complete failure is if they get one big free agent signing and then some pieces or maybe even they might need even two big free agent signings to keep up with the Warriors and the Rockets. So I don't even know if that's going to happen though with with how this looks. This looks terrible for out for free agents coming in. So yeah, the Lakers fans have all the reason to go protest outside of Staples Center. They should. Number 6. 25 years ago today, the saddest episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air aired. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. The episode with his father coming back into his life. Wow. Powerful episode. So sad, but so good. And uh, may I say, maybe some of Will Smith's, and Will Smith is a is a great actor. I'm not saying he's a bad actor and like that. There's glory to him. Back in the day, he used to be good. I'm not saying that, but. Maybe some of his best acting of his of his career, and he's had a really really good career, a great career. That scene maybe, or that episode may be some of his best acting ever. I remember when my wife watched it for the first time. Oh, child, that girl was. She, she was sad to say the least. Man, that was a it was a sad episode, but but so good on Will Smith's part uh, as far as acting, and really. A lot lot of people say he wasn't acting like that was real emotion from his real life situation. And it's just, and it's heartbreaking, but you love to see people rise from that and achieve great success. And he's done that. So awesome for him. And now he's a great, he's a great father. And and from what it appears, he's a great father and, and husband. So good for him. Great episode, sad episode 25 years ago today. And last but not least, Ty Lue going back to the Lakers. Ty Lue deal falls apart. They could not get Ty Lu on this deal because apparently uh, Jeannie Bus got overridden by uh, the, oh, what are their names? The, it starts with an R. It's a family that that basically runs the family or that is helping run the Lakers. They overruled her and, and said no to Ty Lu And so, I mean, they're just, they can't agree on anything. They can't get anything done. They can't make smart decisions. This thing is at this point, obviously, an epic failure, and it may stay that way again if they don't get a couple—at least one, maybe a couple—big free agent signings. But Tyloo is the perfect fit for LeBron because he—he is—he—he—he's a, a good coach. He know he's—he's he's got knowledge, but he also is willing to listen to LeBron, who probably has a lot more knowledge than him and maybe most coaches in the league. So uh, he would have been a good fit for LeBron. Him and LeBron get along. They might have been able to do something there, but it fell apart. It's gone. So Lakers suck. That's Twitter certified. That's all I got there. Tweet, 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 (laughs) tweet. Thanks, birds. Bye. All right. It's that time of the show where all of you who either don't watch Game of Thrones at all or if you do and you are behind, have not seen season eight, episode four, please see yourself to the door. I love you. Thanks for listening. See you next week. But you got to get out. You ain't got to go home. You can listen to another podcast. You can play video games, whatever. Ain't got to go home again. But you got to get the heck out of here because we are talking Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 4. Here we go. All right. Uh, First thing that I have written down as far as notes, Tormund continues to be my favorite character ever since he was, even when he was kind of this, this mean guy, this just mean wildling. I there's something about him that I liked, and then he just turned into this awesome character who's so funny. He's kind of the comic relief of the show, and he just continues to be my favorite. He had the, that line of uh, "Which one of you cowards took a bleep took a crap in my pants during before battle or whatever," and man, that had me cracking up. Such a good line, so funny. He, he's he's the best. Uh, note number two: Brian and Jamie, huh? Easton y'all's favorite guest or one of, well, now that we got Logan, one of y'all's favorite guests didn't like that. He didn't want Jamie and, and Brienne together. He wanted them just to be a, kind of like a best friend thing. I didn't mind it at all. I thought, I thought it was cool. It showed a different side of Jamie of like, here's this woman that's never been loved by a man because she's kind of manly. And Jamie's just got this attraction to her. It's cool. I think they're really good together. But then of course that ended poorly when Jamie decides he wants to go to King's Landing. He's probably going to die. I mean, Jamie, what are you doing, man? He could have stayed with her, and that was what he was gonna do, and then he left. Oh, it's so sad. Uh, number three, note number three, I still wasn't sure if I liked Sansa all this time because you hate Sansa at the beginning because she's this brat, just annoying child. And if you read the books, you realize like everything basically happened, like Ned Stark from like Ned Stark getting killed and on because of her, like she went to Cersei. And told her everything about, oh, my father's sending me home, and that triggered Cersei to be like, well, why is he sending them home? We gotta figure out does he know something or like what's going on? So it's basically all Sansa's fault. So then she goes through all of these trials and tribulations and crap that nobody should have to go through and you begin to feel bad for her and she's toughed it out. She's she's kind of learned to survive, even though it's kind of in a, in this like cowering way, which is all she could do. It was a very sad situation. So you begin to feel bad for her and begin to think, you know what? I like Sansa. Okay. I like her. She's, she's good. She's fine. She's doing her best to survive and get back with her family. Then she turns into this kind of powerful woman who like knows what she's doing now because she's learned so much from all these other evil people that have had influences on her lives, but she's kind of taken their cunning and their, their smarts and their wits. And so you're like, so do I like her or not? I don't know. I can't tell. And then her dynamic with with Danny is like weird, and and she feels a little power hungry, and like she doesn't trust Danny, and which for good reason we'll get to that a little later. Danny's crazy. Um, and then the moment it's like John asks her, "I, I you have to swear not to tell anybody. I'm going to tell you something so important. Where family. Swear to it." And you're like, "Okay, this is it. Sansa can redeem herself. Like this is it." The reason or one of the the secrets that Ned Stark died with his whole life, he kept this secret. Can Sansa do the same? And within 10 minutes of the show, within a day in like showtime, like of what's like in the setting of the show, she rats on Jon and tells somebody Tyrion his secret. I don't like Sansa. I'm just, I'm over her. She back to the beginning I didn't like her, and then I felt bad for her, and now whatever, I still feel bad for what she went through, but I don't like her. She's a rat. She can't keep to herself. She's a bad sister, which I know she's not technically a sister, but she is a sister. Don't like Sansa. And I'm pretty mad at Jon, too, because my fourth note, Jon gave Ghost away and didn't say goodbye, and maybe he did give like a little look to Ghost, but he didn't pet him or nothing. Now, I am hearing that the producer said, it's because they didn't want to mess with the CGI of going through like him petting ghost well guess what they've had him pet ghosts in the past they ride freaking dragons every episode so why can't you make John pet little CGI ghost and love on the poor pup you know you're I mean, probably never gonna see him again I mean that's why they were, he was saying goodbye to torment like maybe we'll see each other again but probably not and you don't even give ghost your bud like the freaking direwolf you've raised and you saved—like it started with—I believe it's the first episode. You saved this direwolf. Screw you, John. You're a jerk. Your pup is so good. Survived. Lost an ear for you. He went on the front line against these whites, these freaking zombies. And okay, not even gonna give him a not even a little boop. Whatever, man. Number five. I'm over Danny. Daenerys is crazy. She's got those eyes. She's so jealous all the time. Any little thing, she's jealous. She's, like, begging John not to tell anybody, and then when he says no, like, we can make it, like, it'll work, blah, 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 and she says, yes, it will work, and I just told you how. And basically, like, if you don't do what I'm telling you, it ain't going to work, and we're going to have problems. She's nuts, okay? She's becoming the Mad Queen, which is kind of a cool storyline, but I would I hate it because I wanted to name a child, either Daenerys or Khaleesi, Callie for short, think it's beautiful. And now I'm not so sure, even though my wife already said no. Now I'm not so sure if I even want it. Because she's acting a fool. She's acting crazy. And then I think this is going on. Number six was she becomes the mad she's becoming the mad queen. Number seven. I think John might have to kill her. I believe this might be true. I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna continually go crazier and crazier, especially after what happened to Missandei. He is. She's like boiling. I think she's gonna do some things, especially. We'll go on to the next one, because this is gonna tie into. that. I think John might have to kill her. So number eight, Varus is dead. I think he's gonna be dead because he's he's done. He's seen it. And he's out. And this is Varys who risked his life to support Daenerys. And now, and he told her, I would be honest with you, blah, blah, blah. And she said, if you ever betray me, I will kill you. And he said, fine. And now guess what? He's cool with betraying her, even knowing that. Because he's like, this, this lady crazy. She got them crazy eyes. And Jon would be a much better king. He's a leader. And he's got the rightful claim to the throne. So don't get me wrong. I've been rooting for Danny this whole time to be queen, and I and I still, when I found out that John was the rightful heir, still kind of felt you know okay if he doesn't want to be king though. Danny's fine. She's a good queen. No more. She's nuts, and John would make a better one. And part of that, the way I, part of the reason I feel that way is because her whole thing was I'm the rightful heir. It's been taken from me. I by lineage should be the queen. And it's like cool. You, you're you right. You ain't wrong. But now it's like if that's you're you're putting all of your eggs in that basket of I am the queen, I have the lineage, I am the rightful heir, I should be queen. If you're willing to put all your eggs into that basket, you have to support it, even if it comes out that uh-oh, you're not the rightful heir. You if, if that's your belief is that whoever's rightful rightfully heir should be queen. Now you got to keep your eggs in that, but you got to keep your support in that though. So now when you find out oh John's the rightful heir. Not only is he the rightful heir, but he's a great human and he would be a great leader. You got to have the humility to say, okay, if he wants it, I should support that because that's what I've claimed. Like that everybody should put support me because I'm the rightful heir. But now that you know you're not, if she she ain't willing to do that, she's not. And so she's crazy to me. She's, I mean, that's just wrong. So I think Varys is gone next episode pretty quick because it's going to happen. It's going to come out. Varys. Gone, uh, Danny, and then I think John is gonna have to see some of that and be like, oh, and I think he's gonna have to, maybe not John, but he's gonna have to be okay with it. I don't know. It's gonna get crazy. Danny, also, this is another one of my notes, is being so reckless with her dragons. Like, come on, you're you're gonna think you beat you beat them, great, you, you won, you beat the army of the dead, but you do realize our uh, there's another massive army. A couple of them actually look like ready for you folks. So why are you going to put your guard down just because you're getting back to Dragonstone? And now, oh, there goes Green Dragon because you are being so flippant and and careless with your dragons. Um, So now she, she went from now three dragons to one. After the green one miraculously made it out of that battle in episode three. Well, like I said. Danny has other things on her mind, apparently, and doesn't care about her dragons anymore, so that's over. They only have a one-dragon lead now, and the f- freaking Cersei has a ton of those big old crossbows, so not looking good there. And my last note, next episode's about to be nuts. I think we will get Bowl. That is the mountain against the Hound. I think Arya will have another huge murder. I don't want to call it a murder because she's not a, she's not murdering. She's just killing. I think she's going to have another big clutch moment. I think Arya is going to she could well no I think Cersei's going to be killed but I was going to say Arya might kill Cersei. That's this is where it's tough because now you have like these prophecies that like Cersei's going to die at her brother's hand. So either Tyrion or Jaime, more more likely Tyrion, but then you've got like this has been everything Arya has lived up to and like everything she's been after is like to kill these people on her list and I believe Cersei might be the last one on her list. If not, she was the biggest name on her list for sure. Uh, Joffrey would have been huge too but she didn't get to kill him either so I don't know we'll see if Cersei gets to do it or if Tyrion or Jamie has to do it but I think Cersei dies next episode although that, oh, that would have to be the finale really would they take that away from the finale I don't know we'll see but I definitely think we get Clegane Bowl next episode The Hound Against the Mountain I think what else I think Euron will definitely die this next episode if not he could kill somebody big and then die in the last episode um Yeah, a lot going to happen next episode. is going to be crazy. Apparently, Amelia Clark, who is uh, obviously the actress who plays Daenerys, uh, she said this one's bigger than episode three, so get to a TV and get to a big TV. So I don't know if the big TV really meant anything or if she just meant, like, get to a TV ASAP. So be ready for episode, uh, what is this? This is going to be episode five, second to last episode. So get ready for it. It's going to be nuts. Can't wait to talk about it. A lot's going to happen. Can't wait to watch it. Oh, man, it's going to be great. All right, everybody. That was a short episode today. That's all I've got. You can take it or leave it. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, topics you want to talk about, love, hate, we take it all uh, at Take It Leave It BH on Twitter, uh, or even at Take It Leave It BH on Instagram. Please let us know. If if you know my Facebook page, that's Britton Hooper on Facebook. I've been putting my uh, obviously all my Take It or Leave It stuff on there as well. You can comment on any, on any of that. If you have anything you want to talk about, any questions any topics, whatever. You guys are great. Thanks for hanging. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week, Thursday, Friday-ish. Yeah. Peace. Have a great one. Love you.